Welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Gangster Certified. I'm your host, Ellie Vish. Here's an official welcome because I missed this welcome to Scorpio season. And also, new moon blessings because we are still, as I am calling this episode, basking in the light of the new moon in Scorpio. Special shout outs because as I record this, this is my oldest child, my only daughter, my baby girl's birthday. So happy birthday, Deja Monet, my Scorpio sun, Sagittarius moon, Scorpio rising child. <laughs> but um, y'all, this episode, we have your weekly astral forecast with the wonderful Gemini Brown. And then after that, I have a talk, okay? I thought it was important, (laughs) important um, to bring up some of the things that I'm talking about for my new moon in Scorpio talk. Um, Y'all, the work that we are being called on to do, if we can do it, the benefits are like strong, Strong. So I want to talk about, or I am talking about in that segment, some heavy scorpionic themes. Because I don't think that people really look at things in the way that they should in that you do not have to be a victim to the energies at play. No, the whole reason that we even talk about this stuff is so that you can utilize the path of least resistance with the energies that are present and with the energies in your personal charge. So you guys sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. What's going on, world? It's your boy Gemini Brown here, back with another episode of Nalo kicking knowledge. Today, we'll be taking a look at this week's forecast, seeing what the stars have in store for us. So, let's get into it. As always, shout out to all the Scorpios celebrating birthdays this week. Pay close attention to this energy as it'll be with you all year. Now, we got a, we're starting off the week with a new moon in the sign of Scorpio. And whenever there's a full moon or new moon uh, within Scorpio, uh, I feel like it's a, a chance. A, a chance for you know uh, to, to really progress along the journey it's one of those times where you know we self-destruct you know in or we burn or destroy something in order to breed new life okay so what I want you guys to focus on for this particular cycle is what no longer holds value within your life now this can be a way of thinking this can be a relationship this can be a habit right and you want to go in and you want to eradicate this you want to remove it you want to confront it okay and here's the thing that you really want to understand about Scorpio energy it represents the psychology of our consciousness, okay? The, the almost like a, a cause and effect, okay? The, where we go in and we examine why we are the way we are. And we look in, like for example, instead of saying, this is happening, why is this happening to me? It's like, what, what am I doing that keeps attracting this particular type of situation or energy or keeps me in this loop? Examining the psyche of it, the like I said, almost like the cause and effect. Because I think this way, because I perceive things in this manner, because this, this thing has happened to me, the effect is this. So, in order for me to overcome this, I need to eliminate, keyword eliminate or kill this particular aspect. And, and by doing that, we give life to something new. Okay? So, that is, look at 
wherever this is occurring within your chart. Now, it doesn't have to be specific. Like if it's occurring within your 11th house, you don't necessarily need to kill anything or change anything regarding your 11th house matters. But overall, look at what's within your psyche, whatever areas. And you know, the place where the, the new moon is occurring is going to help you overcome that. Okay, so let's say, you know, um, you, you're having a lot of problems in your home life, you know, fourth house matters, family, this, that, and the third, right? You know, maybe family has a particular type of way of thinking or a particular, you know, type of perspective, you know, that you feel is kind of holding you back, right? You can, and then this new moon is happening in your 11th house. Well, one of the remedies for that is that by being more absorbed in, you know, your hopes, dreams, and wishes, or social groups that with like-minded individuals, you're able to expand your horizons and gain a new way of thinking, okay? So I hope that makes sense. So it doesn't necessarily, you don't have to focus on changing anything in that particular area, but that particular area is going to help anchor the change, all right? So, this particular new moon, it doesn't have a lot of aspects, which is good, but it has a particularly strong one, which is an opposition towards Uranus. And for me, it's almost like, obviously the moon is not full, but we know that, you know, full moons are culminating period, right? So we can look at oppositions as a culminating period too, where things are kind of revealed. And I definitely, because of the nature of Scorpio and then the nature of Uranus, I can definitely see a lot of things suddenly coming to light, okay? Expect the unexpected. So wherever this is occurring in your chart, unexpected things can occur, okay? And these unsuspected things are going to be agents to help move your change or transformation forward, get you out of your fixed thinking or, you know, fixed approach towards this area. All right. So you want to, like I said, expect the unexpected, but also look at it from the perspective that whatever is being killed in Scorpio, right? Whatever you're doing away with, whatever you're choosing to eliminate, is going to give way to a new value, all right? So let's say you're changing your diet, right? You're saying that I, you know, I no longer want to eat a particular type of thing or eat a particular type of way, right? By doing that, it creates the value that is created in this particular example is that I'm more conscious of what I put into my body, all right? So I value, you know, whatever type of food or, you know, I'm more conscious in this area. And that is something that is almost going to be like a, a particular type of truth for you, all right? So basically it's like having a reason to do what you're doing, okay? Or understand why you're eliminating this particular type of behavior. It gives way to a new value. And that new value is what's going to help you sustain the transformation, okay? So let's, let's give another example. Let's say, you know, this is occurring in your fourth and your 10th house, okay? Scorpio um, is in the fourth and then Uranus is in the 10th, right? There can be, you know, a, a an opportunity to get a new job, right? Um, to just do something different that changes your, you know, public persona, right? That uh, enables you to garner more status and achievement. And then the polarity point is that it's going to more than likely create more stability or comfort within your home life, okay? So that's how we're working with this new moon energy out here, all right? So how, what are some good ways to tap into this energy? You know, I feel like 
this is a great time for you know really diving into occult principles okay using that to focus your mind okay and keep you keep you focused right on the change that you want to that you want to make so I'm reluctant to tell people to go do particular types of rituals under this um, alignment. I, I don't necessarily believe it's ideal for that. But, you know, just because on the next side we have Mars and Saturn in, uh, you know, square to one another. So which indicates that our will is a little bit hampered. All right. So say you try to manifest something, but you're, you, you, you know, your mind may not be fully in it, okay? But based on what's in your personal chart, you may be able to focus and, and, and do things. But I would say just focus your mind on developing new principles, all right? Go back, revisit something within your spiritual journey that helped along your transformation, all right? Um, but like if you want to do something like, you know, a spiritual bath or something like that, go right ahead. But any type of like magical work, I, I don't really necessarily uh, recommend that, particularly if you are like Saturn or Mars ruled. OK, if your folk, you know, your 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 focus has to be be there to get the correct results uh, that you want. All right. But the next thing that you want to know about this new moon is that going forward, um, there's always gonna, because of this, you know, Uranian influence upon this new moon, you're, you're going to need to be ready to roll with the punches, okay? Like, say you wanna manifest new relationships and, and things like that going forward. Understand that it can happen at any time. Okay, it can happen a week from now, it can happen months from now. But it's going to happen when you are living or living or working towards that change effectively. So what I'm trying to say is that you can't half ass any the you know this type of transformation. You kind there has to be an intensity of focus going forward. So that's where everyone's you know focus should be this week. Really you know, locking in on whatever changes they're trying to make, okay, and consciously, you know, directing your will day by day, okay, and like I said before, this is going to deal with a lot of examining your psych psychological processes within this area that you're hoping to have the change occur, all right, so a lot of the messages that I've been getting this week, guys, have really just been having to do with the subconscious mind, all right, and the reprogramming of that. Because that's how we really, you know, uh, break blockages and are able to attract particular things. So I probably have a video coming, you know, talking about, you know, the subconscious mind and things like that, but it's been getting, but, but at core, you know, our subconscious mind represents our habits. Okay, the things that we or, or that we're programmed to do and that have become, you know, instilled within us naturally. All right. So it can be thought forms. It can be ways of relating. Okay. Expectations. So all of this is what you want to examine. All right. So we got Mercury turning retrograde this week um, on Halloween. I'm actually going to do a separate video upon that. Okay, because I want to dive into these specifics on how that's going to, you know, affect us. But also we got Venus going to transit, uh, finish up its transit of Scorpio, which for, you know, a lot of people, if you're going to have this um, aspecting any planets this week, uh, like I said, that, um, un, that um, unexpected events regarding relationships or that particular area of life is even more prevalent for you, okay? And it's going to force you to keep, stay balanced, basically, all right? 
there will be triggers, but those triggers will likely try to detract you from the change that you want to make, kind of like going back into old habits, but you just have to be prepared, you know, to overcome that, okay, and to stay focused. So like I said, we want to focus on consciously directing our will and being, you know, channeling the intensity of Scorpio into, you know, these changes. We can't, like, forget what we want to do, all right? So, this is my interpretation of this week's energy. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Feel free to let me know how Scorpio season has started for you, how you feel, you know, anything like that. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, feel free to do so. Until next time, peace. The following segment was recorded on Monday, October 28th, 2019. New Moon Blessings, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Gangster Certified. I'm your host, Dilly Vish, and we are basking still in the light of the new moon in Scorpio that occurred Yesterday at about 11.30 p.m. I have 11.36 in my phone. But, um, woo, I feel like this new moon was kind of, like, potent before it was even here. Like, I could feel it coming. There were so many different things that were just happening around me and with people that I knew that, you know, I could I could feel its potency. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some things um, that I think you can use this energy specifically for and how you can use this energy, which is intense because we do, we do have a Scorpio stellium going on right now. Okay. And I know that feels heavy and we still have all that um, Capricorn energy as well that we're contending with. So just wanted to kind of give some insight into how we can use this energy a little bit better. Now, Libra season, which is normally very light, normally very airy, because Libra is an air sign. Um, and it's the type of air sign that is slightly superficial. Not to call all air signs superficial, but I have had people describe them that way. And I guess I understand it, but Libra's cardinal air, it wants to just go out and experience things you know what I mean and and see different people and enjoy the aesthetics you know aesthetic (laughs) that's a big word with Libra but um you know and it's about our one-to-one relationships because that's what Libra energy represents so I feel like while we were in Libra season and we had some of this Scorpio energy going on with Mercury going there and then um, Venus going there, it was just like, yo, we might be in a place where, you know, things are feeling a little uh, flitty. <laughs> I couldn't think of another way to put it. But there was still a call for depth there, which Scorpio energy itself is all about. And I feel like Scorpio gets a bad rap in general. People are like, oh, they're evil. Oh my God, they're just jealous. Oh, they're about revenge. Oh, they're whores. All they think about is sex. And I think sometimes people simplify things that they shouldn't because that's not necessarily how I look at Scorpio energy. So, bearing that in mind want to kind of go over how you can look at Scorpio energy in a way that Scorpio energy would look at you. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. Though some people would be like, huh? When they hear me say this, I tend to equate Scorpio energy with purity. Now, some people might be like, huh? Because I think a lot of people think purity is like being angelic or being virginal. And it's like, that's not what I mean. I mean pure in the sense of 
at its true essence, unadulterated, not bothered by anything else, not tainted by anything else. Because really at the heart of the matter, Scorpio seeks to look at things at its core. What is it for real? Whether that thing is good, whether that thing is bad, it does not care. It wants to know the heart of the matter when it comes down to understanding things. So it seeks purity. It seeks the pure essence of that which it views. Same thing with people. So when we're having a new moon like we just had, which is basically setting the tone, you know, for the next couple of weeks. You can also say it's uh, until the full moon. It's also setting the tone for a month, but I want people to think longer term, okay? Give us some more turn to, time to work with this energy. You can look at this new moon as having energy until the full moon in Scorpio six months from now. So this gives us some time, some more time to work on ourselves in a lot of the Scorpionic themes, which, of course, transformation is one of the first ones that's there, okay? What can we build and change ourselves into? A big part of Scorpio energy is the death theme, okay? Being as though, usually deep transformations, like if we were to talk about the phoenix and such, have to come out of a death. A part of us has to die, in order for another part of us to be reborn and rebuild, rebuilt. This is very plutonium. And I was saying before, for those of you that don't know, um, I was saying before how when Pluto went back direct, I felt like this was a greater opportunity for us to get in tune, really, with what was coming up for us. You know what I mean? Pluto rules Scorpio. It wants us to really find some way deep within in the depths of our soul because Pluto's Hades, okay? So going into the underworld, so to speak, being honest about what's there, you know, and accepting what's there because Plutonian and Scorpio energy is all or nothing. There's no vague gray area with it. No, it either is one way or the other. That's it. It wants you to go deep inside, see that. That's what I feel like we went through when Pluto was retrograde. And now that it's moving forward, we can take actionable steps to transform what's there. So with this in mind, especially given the fact that when we have a new moon, that means that the moon is conjunct or in the same degree as the sun. Wherever the sun is shining, it's shining a spotlight on something, okay? So the sun is shining a spotlight on these emotional themes with the Scorpio essence, okay? Depth, you know, no no superficial surface type shit, okay? Scorpio wants to go down into hell and see what's there, <laughs> literally. Ruled by Hades, basically, okay? So when you keep that in mind, and then we think of, then we want to go even deeper. Psychological issues have a lot to do with Scorpio. Now, regardless of whether you may consider yourself a person who has had, you know, psychological issues or mental di- mental health diagnoses and things of that nature, we all have our own psychological patterns. We all have been built from our experiences. And I think sometimes people don't realize that they're holding on to trauma or that they've developed some sort of pattern of behavior in general, just based on just having lived life. Now, I'm not saying that your life had to necessarily be like super duper traumatic or that you've had to experience a bunch of things that have like smacked you in the face in order for you to be like having some things going on underneath the surface that need to be addressed. All of us have those things, okay, at varying degrees, depending on what they are. So the sun is highlighting these emotional things that we need to deal with on a deeper level. That's how I literally take this new moon in Scorpio. Now, there's a couple things aspecting it too that I will talk about um, because I feel specifically like one of the strongest influences for this new moon is Uranus and Taurus. 
And I've been saying this ever since I heard Gemini Brown say it, you know, when Uranus went into Taurus. So when I actually, when it first went into Taurus, this is when I actually started this podcast. I'd wanted to do it for years. (coughs) I actually, in high school, I had um, internships with uh, TV and radio stations. I majored in like broadcast journalism. I wanted to be on the radio or television. This was just something I always wanted to do. I've actually done stories on the radio for my internship and then life changed for me and I didn't focus on that as much and I went a whole other direction. But when Uranus went into Taurus, I decided, you know, this is when I'm going to launch my podcast because I'm going to be pushed out of my comfort zone. That is the phrase that I borrowed from Gemini Brown here and can say it because Uranus wants spontaneous change. It It's electric. It's like a shock. Okay. So it, it wants to get moving fast and it will unseat you. And Taurus is a fixed earth sign. So Taurus don't want to move. I mean, think of the bull in the field. It doesn't want to move. But I would think that Uranus and Taurus is like, Uranus is like the electric cattle prod that gets the bull moving. Because the only way that you're going to get a bull to move is either because it wants to or because of some shocking outside force. And that's exactly what Uranus and Taurus is. But this energy is opposing this new moon at four degrees. So when you look at it this way, where do you have the potential to feel unseated emotionally because of a deeper issue you need to deal with? Okay. Growth and change are not always comfortable. When we're growing up, sometimes you may hear people refer to growing pains, okay? This this sense that it hurts to grow. And I remember it hurting to grow for me. Women, did it hurt to grow breasts? I remember it was uncomfortable for me. Or people in general, just getting taller, you know, aging a bit. Same thing. Same thing. The pains of growth. Now, granted, it wasn't like they were so... <laughs> it wasn't like the pains of growing were so bad that like, you know, they're causing me any sort of discomfort to think about. But just remembering how relating growth to it being a little bit painful or uncomfortable is a very important thing. Because I think a lot of us, especially in the spiritual community, will get caught up in the fact that, oh, we need to be positive And we'll have, you know, we'll make positive changes if we stay positive. Yes, positivity is very, very important. But when you are sitting somewhere uncomfortable, it is that discomfort, that feeling of, oh, no, this isn't right, that makes you want to move, that spurs you into action, okay? So this is what we're dealing with when it comes to this moon. This is what we're dealing with. This discomfort, you have to figure out and find out where are you emotionally uncomfortable? Where are you psychologically uncomfortable? What started coming up for you when Venus went into Scorpio, when Mercury went into Scorpio, and then we have Mercury retrograde coming up in Scorpio. Don't even get me started. I feel like I have to do an entirely different segment on that this week but things are coming up for people and a lot of people aren't even recognizing them a lot of times the way that these things are coming up and out are in their interactions with others I have particularly noticed especially like on the spiritual gangster certified page or on social media in general that there's a lot of times where I'm seeing responses and it's like well who hurt you You know, these responses are disproportionate to, you know, what they're responding or replying to. It's like the universe is backing us all to see our shit. You know what I mean? I mean, think about it. You could post something or say something 
and a person completely like take it the wrong way. The way that people take the things that we say show us how they view the world and where they are with things. So with this type of energetic influence that we have, where people are going to be made uncomfortable, I've also noticed that there's a lot of people that are looking to upset other people, not necessarily to be mean, but just, you know, the shock factor. That's that Uranus there to me, I feel like, you know, the the factor of, ooh, like, let me really get your attention. Ooh, let me really see, you know, if I can unseat you about this. Because sometimes that's what people need. Because again, being comfortable is not where you grow. It just isn't. You have to feel challenged to grow. There has to be some sort of impetus to get you moving. And typically discomfort is one of the the best things to spur it into motion. So... In thinking about the different ways that we can handle how this energy is manifesting with people, how they're talking to people, communicating with people, I think it's really important to take a step back and not respond immediately because, okay, since a lot of people, and even yourself may be doing this, but since a lot of people are responding from a deeper part of themselves without realizing that they're responding from a deeper part of themselves, they may not even get a moment to sit back and absorb the all of what they've said or the all of what they've done. Scorpio does get a bad rap for being underhanded. It is beneath the surface. It can be sneaky in a way. Um, If you think about an actual scorpion, I've ever seen nature shows with them. Yes, they are poised to strike, but the thing about it is how they move, how their actual physical body moves, they can be very still, almost looking like they're dead, but then all of a sudden strike. So what that says to me is that, you know, with the Scorpio essence and energy coming up in people... You may encounter people where you think everything is okay and then all of a sudden they strike you out of nowhere because they've been sitting in something. They've been holding on to something and whatever they've been sitting in and holding on to, they've been poised to let it out and you may just be the impetus. You might be that Uranus energy, so to speak, that strikes them enough to make them be like, okay, I'm going to let this out now. So how do you respond to people like that? Do we meet them on their level? And I had just said this the other day, and and I know it sounds somewhat petty, and everybody's different, so it's not as if I'm saying this is some sort of universal law that I think everybody has to follow or anything like that. But, but, I very much enjoy matching people's energy and mirroring things back to them. I think it's one of my gifts I think it's one of the reasons that I'm here. Now, I don't always have time to do that because it does take a lot of energy out of one to do that. But sometimes I feel like I really spawn people to think. It's This is just something that I've always known about myself. Now, I used to attribute it like way back when, when I only really was all about my sun sign, all about being a Pisces. I'm like, well, Pisces is in the fish and they're in the water and water's reflective. And that's why I can mirror back so easily. I think it's deeper than that now, but in general, I'm saying it to say, this is a time where I've had to be really careful about mirroring things back to people. Being very energetically sensitive, a lot of the times people think that, you know, that's just all about what you're taking on from other people and you have to be careful to shield yourself. And that's very true. But sometimes on a lighter level, it's like I can feel that where a person is trying to communicate from isn't where they really are. Like I can pick up on the subtle nuances about where they really are, the words behind the words, so to speak, and then try to reflect that back out to them. This is a time period where I feel like anybody that's used to mirroring back to people, you need to be prepared for what's there because it's a lot deeper than you think. Okay, this is a time where (sighs) this is a time where especially just during Scorpio season in general, 
where the universe is supporting supporting the spotlight being shown on taboos okay secrets hidden things the deeper inner core of everything okay the universe is like yeah that's come on I mean is it surprising that that's why Halloween falls during Scorpio season think of all the things that Halloween represents we wear masks we don't you know what I mean we're hiding beneath something there's something beneath the surface you know we're dressed up in different things but I'm saying all of this to say to be very careful when we're interacting with people, especially in the social media age that we live in. Through our phones, we have access to people all over the damn world, okay? Like when I was growing up and this didn't exist, it's funny because I wasn't into astrology then, but to think about it now, it would have been a completely different experience to study the cycles that we go through, to look at how Scorpio season would have went when I was like what, 11? And I mean, we had the internet by the time I was a teenager, but still not everybody was online. There were a number of houses that still didn't even have computers, let alone internet access. But now the world is in your pocket. You can just literally just go onto one of the social media sharing sites and see the state of the world, see people's states of being. And I want people to start paying attention because Astrology isn't just about, oh my God, I know my birth chart. You know, this is my energy. It is the study of energetic cycles. I want people to pay attention. This is why I recommend people journaling, writing things down or capturing, you know, what certain seasons or influences are like for them. Because I'm guaranteeing you there's nowhere on social media where you won't be able to find these scorpionic themes. The petty might be at an all-time high too, but it's a different petty than it was in Leo season, a different petty than it was in Virgo season, because both of those had petty essences to them as well, but it's like an underhanded petty. This is a time where negative, more negative thought patterns and emotions that people have will rise to the surface. You're going to be able to pick up easier on you know, who's hating on you, who's jealous of you, who holds any type of bitterness towards you. But the important thing is, how are you going to handle that? How are you going to handle that? Because becoming aware of something is the first step. It's what you do with it after that that's important. Do we sit in someone else's bitterness that they've laid down for us? My answer to that is hell no. Okay, just because somebody feels a type of way about you, because someone's jealous of you or envious of you or, you know, doesn't wish you well, do you get sucked into that energy and actually help that negative energy that they're basically throwing at you to come into fruition? Or is this awareness of, you know, any negativity that people may have towards you, does this better prepare you to just keep your head held high and keep walking? That's the transmutation. I say this all the time. People can throw darts at me all they want. What do I turn them into? What do you... What do you use the hate, so to speak, from other people as fuel for? What do you change it around into? That's a question that only you can answer, but I do want everyone to kind of consider how we take on how others are towards us. And this brings me to a very important part of this discussion, victim mentality. Now, I said earlier that everybody is just really the summation of all of the things that have happened to them. Okay, you came into this incarnation with, you know, the energy that you came into, which is reflected in your birth chart. True. So there are certain things that you're predisposed to, certain ways of being you're predisposed to. However, your upbringing, your life experiences, just living, 
those have all given you basically a set of bricks, so to speak, that you're built from. And a lot of times the set of bricks that we're built from came from influence from other people that wasn't necessarily a true reflection of who we were. You know, like however your parent was towards you or parents were towards you. Some people can have a whole story about a loving household, you know what I mean, where they felt supported, where they felt encouraged, and that's fine. Even you have a set of things um, that have built you that may not be catering to you. I know that sounds off because, you know, like you're like, oh, if I had a good upbringing, then what was it? But there's something there, I'm telling you. But for those, I want to specifically look at or discuss people who have had more negative influences that have helped to build them into who they are and how they've internalized some of that to make it mean certain things about themselves. And these things don't necessarily have to be true. Now, I'll I'll use some examples from my own life, I guess. So for me, it's not like I necessarily had a bad upbringing or anything like that. I was really smart really early and this was recognized by my mother who was an educator you know starting reading early writing early just being advanced and I've also been like this really tall kid my whole life so I never looked my age and I remember my mother telling me that when she went to my doctor he told her I don't want you to forget how old she is just because she's advanced, okay? You'll look at her and she won't look like she's three. She won't be, in general, acting like a three-year-old. So when she takes a moment and does something that a normal three-year-old would do, remember she's only three or whatever age she is. Now, that was pretty good advice, but I feel like it was internalized so much by my mom that it really, really impacted how she acted towards me and therefore what I thought about myself. Now, what I mean is, okay, so I went into first grade um, at five. I had to get tested because you had to be six to go. I was in mentally gifted classes. I had my poetry published early. I was always doing something or winning an award, top scholastic student, this, that, and the other thing. You know, basically being a model student, I didn't have to study much. I just literally went to school and, you know, absorbed things and then was able to pass tests. Well, by the time I got to high school, and you know, socialization is very, very important. I did go to an all-girls Catholic school, but... We had dances and things. And for our school, the first dance that we got, really where you'd have to get dressed up and it wasn't like something informal, was our soft hop in 10th grade. And, you know, so they announced they were going to sell tickets for it. And I remember coming home and saying to my mom, well, yeah, can can we go looking for a dress for my soft hop? Um, They just started selling tickets. And I remember she looked me dead in my face and was like, I don't know if I want you to go to that. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're younger than everybody else. I don't know if you're ready. And I'm like, huh? In my head, I'm, it's, it's, it's like, wait. So I do all the work. I'm expected to do the work as these people older than me to, to stay, um, you know, at the top of the class with people who are older than me, but I'm not old enough to go to a dance which I looked at in my head that's like a reward so I have to do the work but I don't get a reward for the work what and it's like a lot of those themes of okay well you're different than other people and maybe you're not ready made me think certain things about myself and actually caused friction in my relationship with my mom so I'm saying all this to say it wasn't until years later that I realized how all of that impacted me. I would then, I picked up this pattern of taking pause when things would come by way because, oh, baby, I'm not ready. It's like a, it's like a complex <laughs> that I gave myself by proxy of my mother. You know, I understand like 
And that all goes back to a doctor saying something when I was three. So that was me tracing some of the sets of bricks that built me, so to speak. So there are situations where people have endured much worse, okay? They have experienced things from a level of negativity that have really, really traumatized them or made them have impossible thoughts about themselves, thinking things about themselves that aren't necessarily true just because of a certain set of experiences. But the difference, I think, between being able to navigate your life in the flow of things and then being able to be impeded by life is how you view those experiences. Are you a victim of those experiences? Or did these things just happen to happen and that doesn't mean that I'm not amazing, okay? I say a lot when I see people take into consideration, you know, that someone has been traumatized in their life. I mean, so many people have been. It's like, I don't want to sound insensitive here, but I want to be real. There are people that want to be excused for their trauma. And then there are people who just want us to know that they've experienced certain things. So, you know, could you be a little easy on me? I think there's a big difference between those two sets of people, especially when we look at the word excuse. There are reasons for things, okay? And I can take the reason why something is away, but I don't necessarily fuck with excuses. Now, let's look at the word excuse. When you were in school and you were absent, you needed a note to excuse you from being absent. So what does that tell you about the word excuse or excuse? What it tells you is it's a free pass, Basically, if you're excused from being absent from school, that means they're not going to hold it against you. You're not responsible necessarily for that absence any longer after you've provided the note that says, okay, well, you were doing whatever that your parent had you doing. And okay, we're not going to get on your case about being absent. Now think about how that could be negative. Some people want to be excused all the time for their behavior. And if you're excused all the time for your behavior, that means you're not held accountable for it. You're not taking responsibility for it. I'm one of those people that sometimes things get very, like, plutonic for me. What I was saying earlier about it's extremes. It's either this or that. There's no gray area. Despite some of the things that have happened to me, especially as an, an adult in the really abusive relationship that I was in for 10 years, I still don't want to be excused for my trauma. I don't. I don't want to be. Now, true, I was a victim of domestic violence. I was a victim of narcissistic emotional manipulation mental abuse, a lot of different things in that one situation. And I was a victim in the sense of I'm the one that this thing, these things happen to, okay? But I do not want to be a victim in victim mentality, meaning I don't want to constantly have to say to others, don't do that or don't do this because of what happened to me and I'm so traumatized. No, no, I can't stand that shit. And the thing is, the only reason that I know for sure I can't stand it is because I lived in victim mentality for a while. You know, after I left that abusive relationship and got in one after that, I was still carrying pieces of the previous relationship and then using that as an excuse for my bad behavior. Using my trauma as an excuse not to be open to my next partner or to be suspicious of my next partner or just really not to be in a healthy state of things because I was enjoying victim mentality for some reason. And when I think about it, it really wasn't enjoyable. So I don't even know why I stayed there for so long, but it's like, that's what people do. 
they identify with their trauma so hard, so hard, so hard, that even if it's uncomfortable as fuck, they're still going to sit in it. And that's funny because I was just saying early, when you're feeling uncomfortable, hello, that's when change and growth should be going on. But a lot of people do not push themselves past there. They just sit in it. So when someone says that, you know, well, because I was abused, you know, I am this way or I am that way, even if the way that they have of being is really harmful to the people around them or annoying or any type of negative thing, they want to be excused from their current behavior because of their trauma. I don't fuck with that. That's being a victim. That's living in victim mentality. And in no way is me saying, I don't fuck with victim mentality. Me saying, fuck people who are victims. Because for some reason, some people hear that and I'm like, what kind of skewed fucking thinking do you have to have to take it that way? Because I'm telling you, I've been a victim myself. I'm not saying fuck myself. I'm saying fuck the excuse to sit in that victimhood and not do the work and grow. And make, can we just say, especially in Scorpio season, when you're called on to transform and grow, dude, you're not going to grow if you stay seated where you are. And also, this whole other thing about... Do you know how your healing works? I think some people don't. They think healing is, oh, well, I'm living despite what happened to me. In some ways, I can see why people think it's that, but I don't necessarily look at it that way. I'm not living despite the things that happened to me. No, those, I'm just living. I'm just living. Yeah, those things happen, and... The distinct difference between those two things is this. When you live despite what happened to you, a lot of times what goes on is you're suppressing how you feel about those things. What you're doing is playing a game with yourself where, you know, oh, okay, I've been traumatized. Okay, we're not going to address that. We're just going to keep pushing it down. Pretending it's not there. Mm -hmm. Pretending something is not there is not healing. It's just holding you more into victim mentality. That's what's going on. Period. Period. Point blank. Okay? The only way to heal a wound is to go through it. Repeat. The only way to heal a wound is to go through it. If you got a giant cut that needed stitches, I had to go to the emergency room, Are they going to work on some other part of your body to fix that wound? Are they going to ignore that cut? Not stop the bleeding? Not stitch it? That's not how the wound got fixed. You got to deal with it directly. And will it hurt while you're getting the stitches, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah, it'll hurt. But how else are you supposed to address the wound? People get it so fucked up. This season is giving you the opportunity. As uncomfortable as it may be, As much as it may hurt, this new moon especially is highlighting these themes, but it is giving you the opportunity to address the wound directly. Because when you do not, it gets infected, it seeps, it oozes, and then it's going to ooze out onto other people who have nothing to do with what caused it in the first place. I think that is one of the most unfair things ever. Yes, I've realized that I'm a compassionate person. And that when I deal with other people, for the most part, I try to take a lot of things about them into consideration, be that their traumas, be that things they've been through, you know, and but I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to be abused by a person who was traumatized. And what I mean by that is so there are some people that are avoiding their wound, so thereby they are avoiding their healing and they've developed habits that they don't even realize are averse to other people that, you know, cause them to snap at other people because they're not dealing with their wounds. 
So, in other words, sometimes they can be assholes. Like, straight up. Am I going to take somebody's asshole behavior continually just because they have trauma? Am I going to keep going? Okay, there's only but so much I'm going to be understanding before I feel disrespected. It really comes down to something. Yes, it's impossible, I think, for anybody to expect to navigate this world and have relationships with the people in it and not have to encounter dealing with someone's traumas or issues. Okay, that's just par for the course. But there's a big difference between someone who's, even if it's slowly working on healing their wounds, and someone who's just like hiding them, suppressing them, because the person hiding them and suppressing them is more than likely going to wind up being abusive and not even realize it, being negative and not even realizing it. I'm not going to take somebody's shit just because somebody else hurt them. Why do I have to pay for that? I can be compassionate and patient if that person is working on themselves. Because that's a process. I don't expect that to overnight just be like, oh, everything's fine. But you can really tell there's a difference. You can tell when someone's working on their shit and when someone's not. And when someone's not working on their shit and they're punishing you for their traumas by their behavior, should you stand in that shit? fuck no. I'm going to say fuck no to that every time. Okay. So are you a person that's doing that? Are you failing to address your trauma, your wounds, and thereby getting pus on everybody else around you? Because you just have this festering wound just oozing. You're not doing anything about it, but you know, it's, it's affecting those near you. If you are, so much love to you because you're needed. Stop that shit. I may be a little bit more of the type of like tough love person at times, but it comes, it comes from a really genuine place. Stop that shit. You're not only hurting yourself, you're hurting other people. Stop it. This energy can be used effectively this energy can be used for our greater good what structures do you have to break through and this is another aspect going on right now that I'm speaking of when I talk about breaking through structures especially in our relationships to other because I'm talking about Mars in Libra which is squaring Saturn and Capricorn Okay. What built up structures that you've, you know, basically put into action or that exist because of the things that have happened to you in the past? Do you have to bust through? So structure, Saturn and Capricorn walls, bursting through, taking action, breaking down Mars in Libra, the sign of relationships. Where can, where can you clearly see you've put up a wall that is actually fucking shit up? Remember, we're going down into Hades for Scorpio season. Remember, the sun and the moon conjunct in Scorpio is a highlight being shined on, I'm sorry, spotlight being shown on our emotional deeper issues the hidden undercurrents of things be honest with yourself we have some work to do kudos to those who are brave enough to see shit for how it is kudos to those who not only see shit for how it is but go you know what I can do something about this your healing is your responsibility It's not your boyfriend's responsibility. It's not your mother's responsibility. It's not your best friend's responsibility. It's not your co-worker's responsibility. It's not your boss's responsibility. It's not anyone's responsibility but yours. But in order to work on your healing, you have to be willing to go to the source. You have to go to the wound. Or in other words, as I sometimes say, 
You have to go through your darkness. Right now, we're being pulled down into our darkness. We are taking our journey into Hades. We are having to be brave enough to go there. It's like a tunnel. The light is on the other side of it. Your healing is on the other side of it. But you have to actually go down into the depths to find it. That's what scares most people. That's what has people living on autopilot. That's what has people avoiding the very thing that they need to confront in order to be better and have more fulfilling relationships, more fulfilling lives, and less like lingering in victimhood. I can't stand a person lingering in victimhood, let me tell you. And it's such a fine line because yes, if someone's been molested, raped, abused, believe me, I have compassion for them that is like so grand, so grand. But what I can't stand is if you use, I've been molested, I've been raped, I've had these things happen to me to be an asshole to other people or to be selfish or to not think about how your behavior is affecting other people. Yeah, I'll have compassion for what happened to you and still tell you, you're fucking up. Which makes me think of something else. If you know, if you see someone doing this, if you know someone who does it, this is a good time to bring it to their attention. Maybe you're speaking to them as the impetus that they need to actually deal with shit. I know a lot of us know people who are basically suppressing all of their trauma, but not doing it very well. Because what they're doing is ignoring a wound that is still there. We can see it oozing. We can see it festering. Say something. Be a friend to someone for real. Give them the real rap, okay? Because remember I said the Scorpio energy is purity. It's, It's getting to the heart of the matter for whatever it is. So being able to speak on those things is fine. But as we're coming up to Mercury and Scorpio, I'm sorry, Mercury retrograde and Scorpio, I did want to actually say too that a lot of things that we'll be noticing will be the things that are unsaid. They'll be felt. They'll be felt. But we'll talk about that later. I just wanted, I hope everybody understands where I'm coming from in the um, getting out of the victim mentality thing. I, I, I know it's a very sensitive thing. Some people get offended by it, but it's like, I felt like it had to be said. Definitely had to be said. If you really put forth the effort over these next six months from now until the full moon in Scorpio, which will occur in Taurus season. Yo, you'll be so proud of yourself in six months. This is a time where you should be starting, starting the process of facing your fears, your traumas, your deeper hidden shit, letting it rise to the surface, dealing with it directly, and then taking it from there. And yes, like I said, it's going to be uncomfortable, but by the time Taurus season comes, If you've done this work, oh my God, the amount of self-worth you'll have, it'll be priceless. It will be. So, um, everybody, I want you guys to know from the bottom of my heart that the whole reason that I even do this is because I believe in the resiliency of the human spirit. There's not a person alive that I don't think deep down within them possesses the amazing ability to heal and transform from anything, from anything. I believe in you. I believe in you even when you don't believe in yourself. This is what I'm here for. I believe in the badass spirit (laughs) of humanity. I know it's there. 
even for people who thought they could never get in tune with it. Shit, me, myself, I didn't think I could get in tune with it with some of the shit that I've been through. There was a time where I couldn't see myself out of any of it. And I was probably the most miserable person to be friends with or know at that time. And I know it. I'll claim it and be responsible for it. Because I know I wasn't acting in my highest capacity. Because I was trying to suppress my wounds instead of healing them. So as a person that came to that realization themselves, it's not like I'm speaking out of my ass. And I share parts of my story here and there, but one day, like, I will make it a point to really, like, tell some of the things that happened that completely changed me, specifically during my Saturn return. So that people can understand I'm not speaking out of my ass when I'm like, you can really bounce back from anything. Okay? Like, I mean that. Because I've done it. So, good luck to everyone. New moon blessings to everyone. Here's to hoping that you can set yourself on a new journey of healing and transformation for your highest good. Here's to hoping that you can face and confront whatever is going on beneath the surface. It is through that confrontation It is through looking your trauma dead in the eye that you begin the process of healing. It's the step that you must take. Use this energy wisely so that you can do that. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. I love you guys. I believe in you guys. And I hope you have a peaceful, positive, productive week. Peace.